0: You're listening to episode 209 and today we're talking all about the resentment and frustration we experience when we want to be able to take care of ourselves but can't figure out how to create the space to do it. Take a listen. Hey everyone, welcome back to another summer session of St. Boat Huddle. I'm answering another question today from a listener. So if you are listening and you are someone who is like, I would love for Aaron to speak for a few minutes on this topic or to answer this question, the summer sessions are an awesome time to ask me these questions, but honestly, anytime. So email me, Aaron at com. Let me know your thoughts because I love this. So this listener's question was around needing to ask to take care of ourselves And I love this question so much because isn't this what so many of us moms face is we understand that we need to take care of ourselves, right? Many of us do. It's not a foreign concept of take the time to sleep and feed yourself and drink water and go meditate and journal and all these personal development things. But then it's like, well, when? (laughs) And even that, like, even if there are times now and then, it's because we ask and it becomes really frustrating and can create some resentment of like, why do I always need to ask to be able to take care of myself? It's kind of like defeating the purpose of the the output and the energy of needing to figure out how to do it almost negates the actual doing it. (laughs) So I want to talk to this a little bit. Um, First off, and this is everything I want to say is basically a rabbit hole. So Because these are the summer sessions, like obviously, I'm just going to be going into a little bit. And as always, I encourage you if you want me to elaborate more, if you want to just get into it more with me behind the scenes, I'm here for it. But a huge component of this that I think is something that's not talked about a lot is that we, as women specifically, are biologically designed to take care of the the kids, right? And socially, we have evolved leaps and bounds in the past several decades. And our brains aren't able to like evolve as fast as we can socially, and it, it kind of creates this dissonance that it's like a social dissonance or something. I don't even know if there's a proper term for it, but I'm sure there is. Where we socially are recognizing like we're not going to do it the way we did, but biologically, our bodies are still designed to want to be the caretakers, and not only that our men specifically are designed to be the breadwinners, right? To go out and get the food. And so they're not, they don't have this innate instinct to take care of the kids. And then on top of this, we no longer have villages, period. We don't. I think there's still some here and there, but it's not a norm anymore. And I even think of like, like I grew up in the eighties and nineties. And when I was a kid, like a younger kid in the eighties, My mom grew up in a development where all the women came together and all took care of each other. You know, like they would do a rotation of you take care of the kids so this mom can go out and then I take care of the kids so that mom can go out, whatever it is. And it was this constant village mentality. And then being... Uh, An older kid in the 90s were latchkey kids, so many of them. And part of why I think we were able to do that successfully, again, just a part of why, is because there was a village. You know, living in a development, my mom knew all the neighbors watched out for the other kids, right? That if they saw something a little suspicious going on or had any type of worry, or they, they would immediately call the mother and be like, yo, this is going on. Or they would come over and be like, are you okay? Do you need anything? And because it's this village and we, we don't have that. Like I live in a development that's identical to what I grew up in. Like it was built around the same time. They're just as close together. It's probably the same builder. <laughs> and I don't know my neighbors. And it's not for necessarily a lack of trying, but it's also because it's just not like that anymore. There's there's a span of ages and people just keep to, to themselves. They really do. And I've noticed time and time again situations where I can't believe, and I'm not going to go into the details, but they're very specific things I've witnessed in the past few weeks where I'm like, how has nobody, no, like so many people just saw this happen and no one went to help this person and how like we've completely separated from this village mentality. So I think this is a huge part of why it's so hard to ask to take care of ourselves because there's no more offers. (laughs) And we used to, so this ties in with that biological component because we're biologically designed to want to take care of our kids. And like, that's our purpose as a human being, like as the animalistic part of us, not the social part of us. But then we lived inside of communities and villages where that self-care was naturally built in because we all took care of each other so that you could take care of yourself. So on top of it, we have also built this This hat and this persona and this role as women as I can do it myself and I can do it all, and it's kind of like a fill in the blank. Like I can do it myself, and if I don't, there's a fill in the blank. Like they're not going to be taken care of as good as I can, or something bad's going to happen if I don't take care of them, or if something bad does happen when I'm not there, I'm going to feel guilty. Right? We have all these stories. I'm not a good mom if I'm not the one taking care of them. Like we just we've just filled in this narrative that has essentially trapped us and we're starving ourselves for the care that we need and there's then this other component of mom guilt right that we feel so guilty to take time to take care of ourselves but i just want you to really kind of think about this construct and this this definition of mom guilt because essentially like when you're when you're not taking care of yourself i want any of you honest to goodness, this is a true request. If there are any of you that do not take care of yourself at all, do you not experience any mom guilt at all, right? There's Mom guilt is still going to slip in. And you know how it slips in if you're not taking care of yourself? It slips in because you snapped at the kids. It slips in because you spent too much time on your phone. It slips in because we aren't taking care of ourselves and replenishing our energy. And so we can't show up as the mom that we want to. And then we have guilt for that too. So when we are living inside of I can't take time for myself because I'll feel guilty, you're perpetuating the thing that you're thinking you're avoiding. You're already checked out. Just because you're physically with your kids doesn't mean you're with your kids. Just because you're physically there doesn't mean that you're taking care of them with full presence and intention. Because if you're doing, if you're parenting, if you're mothering from an empty cup, you're not mothering the way you want to. And I I challenge anybody to tell me that that's not true. So we need to break the narrative around the guilt that comes with taking care of ourselves. All it is is mindset you taking care of yourself isn't creating the guilt it is your your thinking response to taking care of yourself that's creating the guilt so it's a lot of work to shift that mindset but it's just choosing different thoughts it's choosing something instead of like because i'm taking this time i get to enjoy my time with my kids more because i'm taking this time i get to be more intentional because i'm taking this time i find that i don't snap as much because i'm taking this time I I realize I'm able to be more present with them. And because of that, I enjoy my time with my kids more. Okay. So really think about that mom guilt. We're going to, it's going to find us wherever we are. If that's our narrative and we're, we're wiring our thinking to find that guilt. So you kind of, it's like a pick and choose. Okay. So taking that time is absolutely going to fulfill you. It's going to make you feel more present. It's going to make you feel more grateful. Here's something I want you to think about too. As we figure out how to take this time for ourselves, it is going to adjust and change. And I think that's one of the hardest things because we, we try and find a, a routine. And I think there's a part of us that thinks this is how it's always going to be. And anybody who's been a mother for more than two years, you know, <laughs> things are changing like every three months is my, every three to six months, my kids are seven and nine still, because then you have the rotation of sports and summer vacation and seasons. And there's just this natural cyclical way of living. So I want you to get used to the feeling that whatever your routine is now, it's going to change. So when it begins to transition and change, you are not failing. You're just now transitioning. So it's having that awareness of, okay, things are shifting. And I want you to continually ask, how can I? Because oftentimes when things are changing, we're thinking, I, now I can't do it because of this. You know, it's summer. Here's, a, here's an example. I walk the dogs like two and a half miles every day. And I, I love it. And I hate it at the same time, <laughs> because it's not very relaxing, but I love the routine of it. And when my kids are home for the summer, Especially like last year and all years prior, being school-aged, I would think, "Well, I can't," because now they're home for the summer. But then you have to ask yourself, "How can I?" So we live on a horseshoe, and you know, if you connect to the main street, it's it's just a circle. It's like a quarter loop circle. And my kids are super responsible. I'm not saying this is something all seven and nine-year-olds can do, but my kids are really responsible and they follow boundaries and rules really well. So I thought one day, I'm going to see if I can walk around the block and have the windows open. I'm going to give them the rules of do not eat anything and uh, and just stay put and just eat. And this is what I'm doing. If you need something or something happens, it's an emergency. You come outside and you start screaming for from, from me. And I'll hear you because I'm right here. And... I found how simple that was that I can even do multiple loops because I can hear if they screamed from the house, I can hear them because I'm on our street. (laughs) So it's not the routine of a walk. And I joke that I get dizzy when I walk our street because (laughs) it's just the circle. But this is this is the how can I and I know it's temporary. So I want you to really ask yourself through the ebbs and flows of all the different stages of motherhood of the how can I is the constant question you have to ask yourself. Sometimes, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to tell you, when your kids are younger, it's not going to be glamorous. It really isn't. Sometimes it is locking yourself in the bathroom, and sometimes it's putting your phone charging somewhere else instead of next to your bed, and sometimes it's meditating inside of your closet, and um, sometimes it's running the bath water but not actually getting in just so people think you're taking a bath or the shower or whatever it is. It's, it's finding the nooks and crannies to find the space to take care of yourself. Now, as far as getting support from others, this is, this is one of those rabbit holes that I'm not going to get deep into. But there are some of us who have a really good built in network with parents, grandparents, siblings, whatever it is, and some of us who don't and some of us have things in between. What I'm going to challenge you to do Right now is if uh, I know there's one person in your life who can support you, whether it's your spouse, a sibling, a neighbor, a friend, um, a grandparent, and it's going to feel kind of yucky to ask for help when you never do. I want you to set up or or just a babysitter or find... Go through... A website that hires babysitters. I use that on both sides as the babysitter and someone hiring somebody. And it's really pretty fantastic. I know we have our fears. I know things are uncomfortable. But again, you have to ask yourself, how can I set up a standing date for this is the time that I go take care of myself. So you know, find your nooks and crannies throughout the day, but have a standing weekly date of an hour with yourself of I'm going to go sit in a parking lot and read a book. I'm going to go get my nails done. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go um, get it. I'm going to get a tea or an iced tea and sit at the park. Whatever your thing is, you know, I'm going to go journal in nature. I'm going to go out with a friend. Just have that standing date. And then it removes that resentment of I always have to ask for it. You no longer have to ask for it. It's just a standing date. And again, it's going to shift and change. It's not going to be there forever. Uh, And you might have to come up with new ideas or a new date because the schedule changes or whatever it might be. Additionally, you're going to find yourself in situations like myself where my kids are, when they're in school during the school year, I don't feel like I need my morning routines as much because I get chunks of time when they're gone at school to take care of myself so I can use the morning to sleep a little more. Things like that. And, you know, once your kids are into school, if they're not already, Again, you're not going to need, you might not need that standing date anymore because you find your chunks throughout the day while they're at school. So it's a mindset shift. It really is in the figuring out how to take care of yourself. And the thing that is your block, look at that and go, how can I remove this block? How can I? So if it's when to do it, where to do it, how to do it, just ask yourself, how can I? move sides, move situations, stop looking at it straight on, maybe come up above it, come below it, come to the other side of it to get different perspective on how, how can I figure this out? How can I do this? Okay, mama, so go out there, take care of yourself. It is my challenge for you this week. Um, and again, if you have questions or topics you want me to talk about during these summer sessions, be sure to send me an email, erin at aaronjoyceco.com. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And I will talk to you next week.